Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike Norris and Carmen Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into this week's edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you as always, and we have... On tap for you, four breakdowns of the four divisional round NFL playoff games. 285 games in total throughout the course of the NFL season. We're down to just seven. We've got seven games left, Mike. Oh, yeah, my I'll, goodness. I'll tell you what. It's great to talk to you, Karim. Great that uh, Eric Ostrowski's with us two weeks in a row. I'm going to start giving him uh, some some merit uh, badges. He's done with the Bears <laughs> stuff now. It's great stuff, Karim. We went one and three last week, but I want everybody to listen to all the, the show, not just the end, uh, you know, where we give our big picks. Because also, going one and three, and the one guy that did go one and oh was Eric with Green yep, Bay. Green Bay. Uh, Karim, you got edged out because yep. Detroit decided to make this a close thing. I... Uh, two of the dumbest picks I've ever made once you make them and you see the results. I mean, my God, Miami and Philadelphia, just a, a complete disaster. But right. I got saved for prop swap by picking Detroit over the Rams. So we had a mixed bag, but listen to everything that we say, folks, not just the end. And uh, you'll you'll be okay. And we started, we were 60% the last four years, but we got a little bit of a climb. I'll tell you a funny one. The media pool I'm in, mm-hmm. and you're in, Carm. And Eric's everybody said it. Well, uh, the guy goes, "You got to pick Mike Brian." He says, "You got to pick yeah. Mike." Well, I thought we had to make a pick, and I got mixed up. And I go to him. I had an Uncle Junior moment. <laughs> I go, uh, "Brian, BB goes, Brian, does Mike have to make a pick or not? This is a new thing, and he's confused." So he gets back to us, and she tell he tells BB something, and then BB tells me, "Hey, Brian said." You won the pool last year with somebody else. You split the pot. I yeah. go, I did? Yeah. And she goes, yes. I go, that's nice. <laughs> I couldn't even remember what it was. I couldn't even remember the pool that, I won that, because that, we gamble every day. That is an Uncle June moment. That's oh awesome. Oh, my God. Bad Uncle June that's moment. That's so Woo. good. Yeah, I think it was the Survivor. It was the, the postseason survivor. survivor you exactly. won last year. Exactly. I won it last year. And she goes, he goes, well, wait, BB, he goes, uh, you guys won. And she tells me, and I go, I did. And that's she goes, so yes. funny. Go, that's nice. That's nice. That's I did so the same funny. thing. I love that. I absolutely uh, love it. So it's well, a you're good right. time. We've got a little bit of a hole to climb out absolutely. of. We're gonna, we've, got a, we've got a few weeks left. We're going to try to do that. Um, you know, I think Problem. this weekend's games, it's interesting because you got a couple of like really bloated lines. We'll start with those two games on okay. Saturday. But uh, I, I do think there's still some intrigue in a lot of these. I, I wonder how the two young rookie uh, – I'm sorry, well, one's a rookie, one's not. He's just a first-year starter. But I do wonder uh, – and I think this is one of the, big, the biggest storyline for the day tomorrow on Saturday is, you know, how Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud continue to perform now against top seeds – rested uh, for CJ. He's got to go on the road for the first time uh, in the postseason. So I do think it's interesting. Both young quarterbacks were absolutely sensational though last weekend uh, in wildcard weekend. Well, they'll probably, they'll probably end up losing, but I, what I find amusing is that we didn't have these same questions about Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford. You know what I mean? Dak Prescott, I'm hearing that Mike McCarthy's the problem over there. I watched the game. And like my old coach Tom Les said to me at no from Notre Dame. Old coach, Tom Les. 
Oh yeah, from from Notre Dame, and I want to just say I, I, I Mike D. Gregorio go to the Wall of Fame tonight yeah. for Notre Dame. We. He changed the culture of the team when I coached there for six years along with the great Tom Les. He said, I said to Tom, I said, Tom, I said, what do you think? He goes, we're not playing. We're ready, but we're not playing. Hmm. And Dak Prescott wasn't ready to play. And, and you know, all of a sudden, it's just McCarthy's responsibility. I'll tell everybody this right now. Why are the Dallas Cowboys expected to have go to the Super Bowl? When Mike Tomlin just has to finish above 500, when Pittsburgh's more decorated than Dallas. Good question. Why? Yeah. And good. they got the same amount of wins, basically, give or take a few. And and I'm just trying to figure out this whole deal. Because Mike McCarthy, if you think you can replace a 36-win coach granted in the regular season with somebody else, good luck. I mean, it's it's up to all everybody on that team. But everybody's going to finger the coach. Yeah. Well, then Mike Tomlin should go, too, you know, because being above 500 doesn't cut it. You took over a team and that had won five Super Bowls already. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't think that's an unfair criticism at no. all, uh, especially and when you compare it to Tomlin. And then he gets mad when somebody asks him about his contract situation. You got a year left. I understand. <laughs> it's about the players. But you want to know something? If McCarthy is, if, if like I told Dan Orlowski, if you want McCarthy gone, you better want Tomlin gone. I Period. Mean, it, it, they both won one Super Bowl. The Steelers haven't won a playoff game since 2016. He's 8-10, and, and he had one of the great quarterbacks of the last two generations playing for him and uh, Ben Roethlisberger for about 18 years. Fair critique. Come uh, on. And I like Tomlin a lot, I, you know, and I really do, and I don't like Mike McCarthy as much, but it's a fair and critique. And I like McCarthy a lot, and I think Tomlin is overrated. Hmm. That's what, I Good. mean, why is one overrated and the other guy isn't? Mike Tomlin took over, or took over, and he's been allowed for 17 years. Yeah, to go to one Super Bowl and be eight and ten. That's all I'm saying. Two, they, he won one and he lost one. But the, that, absolutely, that, that last Super Bowl was 2010. It's a long time ago. They absolutely. lost Aaron Rodgers. He lost to Mike McCarthy. Lost Aaron Rodgers to Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and you know, I just want to say too that Mike McCarthy once again. How much did Aaron Rodgers mean to his career? The same as Mike McCarthy meant to Rodgers. I, I mean, think... Rodgers hasn't done anything since McCarthy left. And if you look at Green Bay this year, folks, with the players that Aaron Rodgers had last year, they're performing better with Jordan Love than they did with with Aaron Rodgers. Look at, look at what him. he's doing with that receiving core that most people probably don't. I mean, they're not household names. And well, Jordan... Rodgers wasn't going to bring them mm -hmm. anyway. He, he thought that uh, bringing Lazard and everybody to New York... Yeah. Was the was the right deal? And look at what a bad couple weeks it's been for him from oh, the yeah. McAfee situation yeah. to being embarrassed by his former team excelling without him. Yeah, going down and winning a road game in Dallas was pretty impressive. Yeah. All right, let's get after some of these games. We I got, love giving after things. Let's go. Let's start with. Uh, we'll just work chronologically through the weekend for What's everybody. That? We'll start with Texans and Ravens. In order, you mean? <laughs> in order. Okay. Thanks. We'll start with Texans and Ravens in Baltimore, where the Ravens are a nine and a half point favorite, forty three and a half the total in the game. There, Texans. Uh, have been good as a dog lately, 7-2 and two against the number in their last nine when taking points. Texans lost opening weekend of the season at Baltimore, but that feels like forever ago, and in a way it was. They won the turnover battle in that game. They outgained the Ravens, but they didn't score a touchdown in C.J.'s first start, and they lost 25-9. C.J. Stroud was sacked five times in his debut game in the NFL way back in Week 1. But this is, really about, this is really about a balanced football team in Baltimore. When you look at offense and defense and where they ranked statistically in almost all the metrics, it's very, very impressive. 
They finished number one overall uh, in DVOA this season, one of the best DVOA seasons that we've seen in about the last 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. This is a strong Ravens team that is well-rested. They are going to be without Marlon Humphrey in their secondary, which is significant, but it looks like they're getting Mark Andrews back on offense. This is a rested team, and I guess the big question is, can Lamar shake some of the things that have plagued him? He's just one and three straight up in the playoffs, Mike. All I'm going to say, guys, is what I said last week about Dallas. I said they're just like the University of Texas. They're expected to do something every year. I get all the hype, and then they lose. Well, here's what I'm going to say about this. I love the people that are worried about Stroud, who played in front of like 95,000 people every Saturday as a child <laughs> for Ohio State, worrying about playing Baltimore. I get, I get it. It's a professional game, but this isn't nothing new for him to play in pressurized situations, okay, mm -hmm. as far as... Uh, the two quarterbacks are concerned. The pressure's on Lamar Jackson, folks. The, and it's good to see that Andrews is probably going to play. That's you know you, When you lose a tight end now in the NFL, sure. I don't care who he is, it hurts you. Especially a good one. You're right. A good one. And if he's going to come back and play, yep. and, but he's got to be effective. He can't be like A.J. Brown, like Carmen and I said last week, if you listen, that, hey, he may play, but he's not going to be what he was. Okay? But I think, you know what, this is a no play for me. But if I had to put a unit on some, I'm going with the with the points, man. But you know what? This second round usually leans towards the favorite. It does. You're a hundred percent right, and that's Mike. That's what scares me. As much of a, as you know, like the the dogs bark on a that opening points, weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of points. It is, but this really has been more about like kind of the top seeds flexing and the chalk kind of winning out historically on this weekend. Uh, I think that's a great point. And for me, no play on this game either. No play. Uh, I, I like how you put it about, uh, you know, who's got more pressure for the Texans. They're kind of, you know, I mean, they I don't weren't know even to, supposed to be there. That's they what I'm saying. They four wins. They had three wins last year. They're kind of playing with house money. Like, you know, hey, they're I mean, just the Bears go out, win let seven games. We're doing somersaults yeah. in the house because yeah. it's snowing outside. Yes. Right? I mean, you're right. And so, like, Lamar, for, for Lamar and the Ravens, yep. it does feel like the heat's turned up a little bit because of some of the previous playoff failings. But, man, I just think this Ravens team is awfully good right now. Well, we'll see what this looks like come but Saturday isn't afternoon. But is Houston awfully good right now? And isn't one of the— uh, CJ is just— I mean, and they're—well, the whole team, because look at uh, the, the coach. I know. Probably might be coach of the year now, unless the, the voting, of course. Well, it's only regular season, so— Yeah, well— yeah. We'll see what happens. I like Stefanski, Stefanski, but you know what? I got to give the uh, Demarco, uh, Demarco, uh, yet, Demarco Ryan's, yep, Demarco Ryan's. Yet some people are ranking him out of the eight coaches, seventh or eighth. He's been, yeah, I, I know. think Todd Bowles is eighth, and nothing against Todd Bowles, but you know what? He's I, made I probably of. agree with you. Yeah, you I'd know agree. what he's made of. You know he's going to be conservative. You know he's going to kick the field goal from the thirty-five yes. yard line instead of on fourth and one. Yes. You know, going for it. That's yes. what you basically know. Uh, good news for the Texans in this game is that, they, you know, Will Anderson, uh, Jonathan Grenard, and Sheldon Rankins all uh, were limited at practice on Thursday. So that is good news. We told you uh, good news. We told you Marlon Humphrey is the big injury what for Baltimore. But I they know, don't practice I know. anymore. These people can't even tackle. I, I watched that Philadelphia game. It was a oh, insult. Was a, and, and, you know, God bless. They I quit. Mean, I, I love Mike Tirico. Oh, Peacock, $23 million. You came in last. <laughs> For, you had forty million, like I called it, on the TV. Because you know what, fifty-five and over only want to turn on the remote. And if you think fifty-five and over in any organization, you can lose. You can lose those people. You're out of your mind. And somehow, some way, everybody thinks the twenty-five and unders get it done. Congratulations to everybody that put it on regular TV. I love it. All right, we got three more games to work through uh, yeah. for divisional weekend. When we come back, we'll uh, take a. 
quick deviation here and talk about some futures bets and how we can handle the rest of the postseason in the NFL with our good friend Luke Pergandy from PropSwap. Jim Miller's going to give us ponies later on. we got best plays for you and uh, three more big games this weekend to break down. So don't go anywhere, folks. We are coming right back. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike and Carmen with you every week. Catch up on demand with the ESPN Chicago app. You will get the encore replay over the air on Saturday afternoon after Peggy and Dion. So 1 o'clock till 2, kind of rolling you right into some of the action for Divisional Weekend in the NFL. Great placement. Great placement, Great placement isn't it? Couple. Absolutely. Way to go, everybody. I love it. All right, let's get out to the CarX Tire and Auto guest hotline to say hi to one of our weekly contributors. Not only should you have that ESPN Chicago app, but you need the PropSwap app. It is free. It is easy to use. You can buy and sell and make lots of money on sports wagers. We bring in one of the founding members, Luke Pergandy. Hello, <laughs> right after Peggy Hi, and Dion. Like, What's up, you? buddy? So you guys have another one of those uh, these massive uh, three-way parlay tickets where a guy's got two legs in, one to go, and it is a $300 ticket, pays $112,000, and all he needs is Chiefs to win the conference. Is oh. that right? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so really, I mean, nothing crazy. So the longest odds on this ticket were the Orioles to win the division. He yeah. got them at plus 950, of course, for last season. So that cashed. He got the Heat to win the East. They, of course, went to the NBA Finals, lost the Nuggets. So wow. that cashed. He got that at 6-1. to one. So, again, nothing crazy. And <laughs> if the Chiefs win this weekend, then they would, you know, play the winner of Baltimore or uh, Houston, uh, this three hundred dollar bet would turn into one hundred and twelve thousand. That's amazing. I mean, this does it does feel like uh, you know how we always view this. To me, it feels like cash out time. We'll see what this guy wants to do. And uh, any idea, like a rough estimate of what he'll take for that at this point? So market value is around twenty six thousand. The Chiefs are about plus three thirty yeah. to win the AFC. Uh, they are about a three point underdog this weekend. Of course, the game's in Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes isn't used to being an underdog. I like Buffalo, but my gosh, how how can anyone count out Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? And they finally got a receiver to you know yeah, to go off last yep. weekend, and that's kind of what we were waiting for. Is is we needed some type of person not named Travis Kelsey to go off and, and Rashi Rice did. So <laughs> to, to me that's that's the game of the weekend. Yep. Um is Buffalo Kansas City. So it's tough. I mean this is a really tough call. To me, sell it for twenty six thousand, put ten K in your pocket, yeah. put sixteen K right back on Kansas City and you got another ticket that catches for fifty yep. for fifty thousand. Like that that seems to be the best of both worlds in my opinion. Yeah, Sounds well, good. you know what's even better? I mean, this, uh, betting Mahomes as an underdog, in my opinion, now it's his first game on the road as a, <clears throat> in this type of situation. But I will yep. also say that he's like betting Brady when Brady was an underdog. I mean, it, you just have, have to look at the record. I want to uh, tell you, folks, I mean, we've uh, left hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table uh, between Luke, myself, and Carmen, from Jokic to the to, to all sorts of oh, calls. Yeah. But last week I at 22 to 1, I said Detroit's going to beat the Rams. So I would ask the founder of the great site of PropSwap, what do you do with that ticket now? 
22 to 1. Uh, they beat the Rams, who were around 45 50 to 1. Luke, do you sell it now, like you said? Uh, or do you wait one more? You know, they are heavy favorites right now, and heavy, when I say heavy, yeah, six and a half, maybe seven by the time it's off. What would you do? Yeah, so they're around nine to one. So yep. You could pretty much now, double your yep, money. Nothing yep, yep. crazy. No, no crazy profit there yet. I mean, yeah, they're they're a seven point favorite. Um, I the Eagles just were were falling off a cliff last week. So yes. like Tampa's good, and they're they obviously have they're they're hot. I would argue, you know, maybe the hottest team right now. Um, you know, maybe Buffalo hotter, but the, in the NFC, maybe it's Tampa. Yeah, I I would hold on to that because, um, like I said, it's, there's just not a ton of profit potential there. Yeah, it's just double. It's like you could just bet the money line, you know, either last week or this week, and you're getting close to that return yeah, as sure. opposed to, you know, we talked about, like, betting, like, the Packers mm-hmm. uh, futures last week. You can sell it for 4X this week. That was better than money line. So you just kind of have to do the exercise of, like, is betting futures and selling better return or is just betting the money line return. I would hold on to it. The game's in Detroit. Place is going to be an absolute zoo, you know. And then what you, you'll figure out next week when you get there. I'd say the Packers have like a fifteen percent chance of winning in California yeah. this weekend, but there's a chance, you know, it's 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 possible. And then obviously you've got a great outcome if, if Green Bay can knock off the Niners, and then you're playing, you know, at home against uh, an NFC North divisional opponent. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, one NBA thing for you because uh, we like to talk about it this time of year. Uh, Jokic and Bede, you know, kind of like neck and neck. It was great to watch them battle each other the other night. Yeah, and, and Bede came out on top. But uh, Jokic, uh, at least uh, right now, at a few places that I see on the board, is still about a slight two-to-one favorite in Bede, like two-and-a-half-to-one. But the, the interesting name, we're always looking for one where, you know, maybe somebody grabbed one early and they're they're posting some of these on, on the app, Luke. But uh, SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's down to about three to one. I mean, he's really kind of closed the gap here on those two. And uh, he was certainly much longer odds when the season started. Yeah, he did this last year. Did Gilgis Alexander. He was down to, gosh, he was the front runner last year. I want to say it was about this point in time, like beginning of the new year uh, in the NBA season. So, I mean, he's he's right in the mix. He just kind of had a, yeah, but he fell off a little bit in the second half of the season relative to those two. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, he's what the you know what the Thunder are doing. They're young. It's incredible. They're, they're winning basketball games. It's it's awesome. Like yeah. we we always want parity in sports. We want like you know the top teams to be close to the middle of the pack teams, and and the Thunder are doing that. So um, yeah, he's a blast to watch. And um, yeah, like I said, like because he made that run last year, his odds probably weren't as long. I would imagine there's thirty to one tickets out there. Yeah. Um, so we haven't seen a ton yet, but I agree. I mean, like we've discussed, these voters, whether it's NFL or NBA, the voters like to uh, distribute the award to players who haven't won it yet. Like they, the burden of, of proof is lower for players who haven't won it yet. So they like to spread it around. So that's just from a math perspective, from a probability perspective, and like a psychology of the voters yeah. perspective, SGA is an, is an interesting pick. But Embiid helped himself last week. He did. Because, because he had been ducking Jokic a couple times before that. He hadn't gone. There were a couple games yeah. in Denver that he hadn't played over the past few years. And people were saying he was back from an injury. He had played the night before. And then he went and he played pretty damn well yes. against Jokic. So right now, yeah. I would think the lean 
and I'm a Jokic guy, but I would see say right now to Lean Zembeed. He he put that thirty and ten on the line. Okay, I don't think he got all ten rebounds. I think he got more than more more assists, but he put it on the line against Jokic, and I think you got to look at that. I, really I agree. Don't. Yeah, it's, it, for January for sure. I think I, my yep. money would be on Embiid for now. Um, yeah, obviously a long season. Those two are going to be battling the whole time. Philly, you know, obviously Denver won it last year. So again, I just again, I'm not saying that Jokic is not playing better than Embiid. What I am saying is they just love to spread the award around, and it's just harder right. for someone to repeat. And if the, you know you win the NBA Finals, it just makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, to do that, but, but yeah, don't worry. You got new guys like Halliburton too. And yeah, I know, you I love just, him. Uh, by yeah. the way, it's over the race in the. Uh, they picked up Pascal Siakam. If if he's worth three first rounders, what was Jordan worth? Fifteen? Oh please! I mean, I really. mean my God, <laughs> they treat uh, first round picks in the NBA like uh, like like they're nothing these three days. Three first round picks. You know what? This better work. But I mean, at least they're going for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. No, it's cool to see NDB be relevant. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, Luke, enjoy divisional weekend, my friend. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Okay. You guys too. See you, buddy. <laughs> we talk about everything. There he is, Luke Pergandy. And yep. if you want to take a stab at that ticket, it is available. I, uh, market I've value never, is about 26K right now. I love Pascal Siakam. I've always liked them. I liked them when they, when they won. I like love the guy. Yeah. But three first-round picks, man. I mean, wow! I understand, but Mike, whoa. these t- these these picks trade hands these days. Like it's cr- yeah, it, it's, it's the crazy. Sport that does it? It's the sport that does it uh, out of any of the sports. Really, yeah. you stop and think about it. But I, I mean, three first round picks, and I know. I guess Boston's still in their way. Boston, I think Boston I mean, looks like the best team in the league. I mean, league, I have really. him going to. I had him going. Excuse me, he's on Indiana now. So you got Indiana with Siakam. You got Halliburton. Yep. yep. And you got some other players. That's a pretty strong team. I like Indiana. I mean, I, I you know, and I think Siakam will maybe Would clean you say up. Would they're second or third in the East right now? I don't. I don't know why everybody falls in love with Boston. Ay, boy, uh, they look good to me. Boston looks really good. But we good. said this last year during the regular. Yeah, season. that's true. You know who looks good? I hate to say it, the Clippers. The Clippers. They won eighteen about it. out of twenty-two. Right. I talked about it with Yurko just the other day. I'm glad you brought it up. And I watched. They had a what was it Wednesday night? Maybe they were on. They were playing OKC. That was a fun game. And Harden doesn't I, even care if he's the man. I said the same thing, Yurko. I'm like, you know what? And I really? had that stupid well, Clipper ticket that we do. And I had that stupid Clipper ticket last year. Instead that of they, this year, they got knocked out in the first round. I was never even able to cash out on prop swap because it wasn't worth anything. And now I'm like, damn, I'm, maybe was I a year late? And should I take a stab at them now? They're because the Clippers, the Clippers look great. They're still the Clippers, the regular season. But guess what? I mean, Harden isn't looking for the headlines. He's distributing well, balls. You're seeing the prop bets where over and unders for Harden are eight and a half or nine for assists. Assists, not shots. Assists. Not shots for one right. quarter. He used to be the ball well, hawk. And look, Paul George is like, yes. uh, he's looked young and good again. And uh, Kawhi's playing because well, of the new know rules. What? I mean, well, they're 9-1. to one. Uh, Like, they look good. Yeah, and, 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 and they'd be lower if that wasn't for that organization of the past. You're probably and, right. Elgin Baylor, I mean, they were, they were the Jets or the Bears, I hate to say it, of the, oh, by the way. <sighs> The Bears. I love it. Cliff Kingsbury's coming to town. <laughs> now, does that... So what? I'm sure he was friends with Everflus before, but they're trying to hook him with Caleb. They're well, that could Caleb. be. That could be. Yeah. 
at the very least, I think you're interviewing him so you can get an idea. I'll tell you what, he had, I, I, you know, I gave him a shot a couple weeks ago, but I looked at what, because Mahomes was 13 to 19, but it really wasn't Mahomes. The numbers of Mahomes at Texas Tech were staggering, yet the Bears were the only dummies, yet he goes 10th. Right. If this was so obvious, why didn't everybody take him second or third? Because if he was this type of quarterback, should everybody have known? Seems Should like the only two known? teams that really knew were the Saints and, and the Chiefs. That's it. And, and everybody paid the price because they yeah. didn't know, but everybody passed on. There was yeah. eight, nine teams that passed on. Yeah. Him. Crazy. Yeah. So I'm not uh, against that if he comes in. Are you? No, not at all. I wouldn't be at all. I, I mean, I, I think there's some things. We're in agreement, kid. Look I know. out now. I, I'd be okay <laughs> with that. I think there are some things like in his within the structure of his offense that – you know, we've talked Even about it before. Even if they kept Fields, he could, he'd be good for I, Fields. I don't think he'd be bad at all for him. You're right. Um, so this is where everybody's automatically thinking Caleb Williams. And I'm telling everybody for the last time, I'm still waiting for apologies if Fields gets traded from all the Fields people that thought he was going to be a 10-year quarterback for the Bears. Mm -hmm. I won't receive any. That's fine. <laughs> My mother even like you know I liked Fields. I'm not going to say at the Thanksgiving table. She'll just ignore it. But I'm telling you right now, I don't want to hear from the same people that had Fields now jumping on the Williams thing because you know what? Aren't we being counterproductive? I think that Cliff Kingsbury could come in with Fields and work some magic. We can improve on seven games next year. But I did not know where the toughest division in football with Detroit and I mean, Green look Bay at already. It, right? Come How on. about it? I come know on. it's unbelievable. Yep. All right, we got uh, three more games to talk about. Let's uh, get after some of these when we come back. Jim Miller's got ponies later. We got best plays. More to do, folks. Don't go anywhere. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple. It's Mike and Carmen with you each and every week. We are presented by Circa Resort and Casino. You catch up on demand on the app. You can listen over the air on Saturday to the Encore Replay 1 until 2 on Saturday afternoon. Perfect as we roll you into Divisional weekend across the NFL. What a NFL. time slot. Beautiful. I love it. All right, the night game, Saturday. Packers visiting the 49ers in Santa Clara, San Francisco, about a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Fifty-and-a-half is the total in the game. Uh, biggest total of the weekend across the four games on Divisional Weekend. This is the 10th all-time meeting in the postseason between these two franchises. And what's interesting is they all uh, have happened between January of 96 and this weekend. That's a relatively short period of time when you think about nine playoff games this being the 10th the 49ers have had the more recent success winning four straight in the playoffs so shanny has had the better of his very good friend and one of the guys that learned under him matt lafleur that's one of the things that i love about this matchup the coaching familiarity uh, we told you earlier when we previewed the baltimore game that the ravens finished number one in dvoa while the 49ers finished number two they also finished number one in yards per play on offense, number one in expected points. Brock Purdy was number one in the NFL in EPA plus completion percentage over expectation. When Purdy, Debo, and McCaffrey are in the lineup together, they are a staggering 18-1 and one straight up. This is an excellent football team that is rested, that is healthy. They're getting one of their defensive stalwarts back in Eric Armstead. And as much as it was very impressive to watch Jordan Love last week down in Dallas, I think this San Francisco defense is going to be much better prepared for Jordan Love and what he's bringing to town on Saturday night, Mike. Do you know a first-half bet might be good for Green Bay because uh, I think in their last nine games they've scored first. 
That sounds right. And they've been taking the ball a lot when and they win the toss, touchdowns. which is interesting because it's most right. teams don't do that anymore, no. but LaFleur's wanted the but ball. Now we're hearing that San Francisco made the firm. Yes. And I'm going to myself, okay, you got McCaffrey, you got all these guys, but you want to play games, go ahead. You're taking your life in your own hands because what happened last week with Jordan Love. But then I start thinking, this is a pick of mine going in. Uh, I'm looking at the fact that the San Francisco 49ers, to me, are the heads and tails toast of the league. Okay, they've been well-rested. I'm going to have a pick on this game. Okay. Um, I just want to ask everybody this. Where was Green Bay supposed to be? They laughed because in New York because they know everything about quarterbacking. <laughs> now they got a broken-down, dented 1974 <laughs> Buick Special. And what are they going to do with it? With a tire that wobbles. And that he's got to tell people for that $50 million a year, he's got to go on TV and tell them, I want to be activated and all this BS. It's a bad congratulations to the Green Bay Packers. Just congratulations. But I believe this is going to be. I'll have a pick on this. Okay. Game. All I'm Sounds good. Say. I like it. The Jair Alexander injury Ooh. is one to watch. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday or Thursday for the Packers. We'll see how that goes. And as we record, we don't have the Friday update for everybody yet. But. Keep an eye on that going into this game. Should be fun. Can't wait to see uh, what Jordan Love does uh, as an encore after just I mean, lighting up Dallas last I mean, isn't setting up for San Francisco almost here? Yes. I think I... I mean, my God, if you're looking for competition, you thought you were going to have to battle Dallas and Philadelphia, you know. Yes. Yeah, I you're mean, right. Like really Philly, up nice. Philly getting, you know, just Philly's season going completely haywire. And, you know, those last yeah. the last seven weeks were a you joke know. for Philly. I mean, it does... And, and Dallas being eliminated, you're right. Like, it does make the path oh my gosh, yes. easier for the 49ers. And what a joke East, uh, the, the, that conference is. But I, I I want Sirianni for another year. Any man that wears the Italian flag <laughs> on his, he's a good kid. It's really give amazing. Give him another chance. I mean, I kind of want to give him an extra chance just for that reason I mean, as well. I mean, but seriously, I know we're very we're proud. I'm proud of my Irish and Italian heritage. You're proud of your Italian heritage. But what's next? I mean, every coach wearing the flag of his country. I don't know. Sweden. Hey, God Sweden. bless. I mean, yeah, God bless, but the Italian thing was all. I want one of those. So funny. Yes. All right, Sunday. We move into Sunday. Buccaneers and Lions from Ford Field. Back-to-back home games in the playoffs for the Lions. Their fans are loving it. They are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. 49-and-a-half is the total. Since Dan Campbell arrived in Detroit at the start of 2021, the Lions are the best home cover in the NFL. 18-and-eight against the number. Now, the thing about that is a lot of that was done when they were underdogs in about that first year and a half under Dan Campbell. Hasn't been as profitable of a spot. I got burned by it last week when the Lions have had to lay points at home. Lions were one of only seven teams, Mike, this year with 500-plus rushing attempts. They're really the only team without a running quarterback to hit that mark. So what does it mean? The Lions like to run the ball, and they've been very effective. Top 10 in the NFL in expected points on all runs this season. They were fifth in yards per attempt. But will they find success against the Tampa run defense that has been pretty damn outstanding, especially with Vea and Cansey back in the lineup? The Bucks finished fifth in defensive EPA. They haven't allowed more than 100. They've allowed more than 100 rushing yards in a game only twice in their last six. And even though the Lions won the regular season matchup against Tampa, the Lions had zero success rushing the ball, and I don't think they'll find much this week. It's maybe going to be on the shoulders of Jared Goff once again on, on very uh, Sunday. Good, very good assessment, Bell. And I'll tell you this. Uh, 
You're going to make him one-dimensional. Now, I saw last week watching that Tampa Bay game what they did to that Philly line, which is good. It's a good line. It is a good line. And Kelsey said after the game, I saw the guy, Kelsey, I watched him specifically, and I re-ran some tape on him. Yeah, that's what I do, folks. I, I, I sit at home, wait. I look out the window, wait for summer, and watch tape. I love it. I saw Kelsey get his brains beat in by this guy up front, yeah. and then he retires right after the game. And and that line was all over the Eagles line. I find it hard to believe. This is right now no play, but I would lean Tampa Bay. I love Baker Mayfield. He's a guy that just has a chip on his shoulder, wants yep. to prove everybody wrong, yep. plays street football, has, has what – Someday, this is the hope for me that Mitch will get with the right organization. Mm. Someday, but I don't know if he's got what it takes to to do what Baker Mayfield's doing. Go to a new organization with a defensive coach and basically have better stats or close to better stats than Tom Brady had the year they won with Tampa Bay impressive. in the Super Bowl. Yep, pretty impressive. Yep. And then the night game, the one I think we're all looking forward to most, it is Chiefs and Bills. It's going to be called again. off again. Oh God! Please. No, listen. They look at these people. That the taxpayers of Buffalo gave them eight hundred twenty-five million to build a new stadium, and on top of that, now they're saying, "Come out and shovel for twenty-one dollars an hour." That's awesome. <laughs> you got to have crews. We had. A, I worked for the park district. I cleaned Soldiers Field for ten years. That's so great. They used to take crews from all over Chicago, ten fifteen to a crew. We had two hundred guys on Monday. After a bear game, freezing cold, sweep that whole stadium out. So this nonsense that everybody does at number one is wrong. There are stadiums that have their own crews. And now the park district, I think, has gone private. But they don't invite invite me and my buddy John O'Malley to come down with a shovel. Not it's anymore. Soldier Field. No. I mean, I, come on. It is, But when you get three feet of freaking snow, I mean, it is. And it screwed our deal up. It is absurd. How can you take Pittsburgh? You buy a futures bet two days, a week before. That whole bet was destroyed. So the under. I'm destroyed. Gl- yeah. All right. So I'm glad you brought up the, the what happened. Because it with, happened again. It could happen again. No, it's not going to happen. Not that I've heard. The weather's going to be another, bad. They're not getting another storm like that. As, as far as we know, not a, I mean, we're taping Eric, on Friday. can you but... look up the storm for Sunday? I, I know one's coming. Come on. Oh, God, I hope Sunday not. is sunny okay. and 25 degrees. Yeah, I think it's, it's supposed do to be. Do they have the streets cleared? When I was a kid, they, they said, do. you know what? Three things are for certain. Um, Death, paying taxes, and it, Buffalo knows how to remove it, snow. It, three, that went away. Three feet of snow in Buffalo. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the schedule, though, because I do think... It is an interesting way to attack this game, uh, and we've seen a real back and forth. Every like as of an hour ago, Mike and I are taping Friday morning. Right. It's about ten thirty right now. As of an hour ago, you could have had uh, you could have had Chiefs plus three at a dollar ten. Those have been wiped out again. Like every time it goes to three, it goes back down to two and a half, mm-hmm. and then there's some more money that comes in the market that drives it back out to three again. But here's the thing: and Mike brought up what happened last week. Yep. So think about this. The Chiefs played Saturday night. The Bills played late in the day Monday because oh, of the time. storm. So there's an interesting little rest edge here for the Chiefs. And there are so many injuries for the yep. Bills, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think it really has a big bearing on the handicap. I think we have to wait and see what the injury report looks like I today. Agree. But, I mean, the injuries and the rest edge that the Chiefs have, I think, are an interesting angle for this Here's game. Here's what I thought. I told my wife we were watching. I said, listen, the last thing Buffalo wants to play is on Saturday or Sunday because the field will be so bad 
They could play in front of an empty stadium. They did that during COVID. I said, but, but they don't want that. They need a dry, drier field. They don't care about it. I saw the fans going through the stands. They looked like snowmen. They couldn't even get to their seats. Yeah. But they made sure the field was ready. And I thought that Pittsburgh had a better chance of winning on a Sunday or Saturday when you had to hand the ball off almost every time like they would have in the old days. Now, I think they'd prefer a, a, a slippery field to hinder Mahomes Maybe. more than Allen. Maybe. Yeah, and and, I, and with a dry field and Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes is pedigree, man. I, he, I don't know. He has never lost on Wild Card Weekend or Divisional Weekend, but never played a road game. But he's never played a road game in the playoffs. But That's does right. Does that man. really matter? Probably it's not. Yards. Probably not. Hey, yeah. Kelsey, you can't catch because you're in Buffalo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. A uh, couple final points on this game. With the Dallas loss last week at home, the best home winning percentage in the NFL over the last three seasons now belongs to the Bills, 22 and 6 straight up. Um, one other thing, the well, first. If he meeting, loses, let me ask you a question. If they lose, the Bills? what happens to McDermott? He stays, right? I, I mean, think so. I think so. I think. can't help it. You've got to look at the terrain. Otherwise, yeah. everybody who played Michael Jordan would have been fired. Yeah, I think you're right. I think so. I think that's a very fair point. I think yeah. the way he fixed you know, some of the things that went wrong this year, changing coordinators, getting them on this six-game winning streak, and playing in I think that has helped. That's pretty tough now. Yes, I think you're right or about the conference. that. Uh, now, everybody probably remembers week 14, the first meeting uh, between these two teams this year. It was probably the only time in his career that Patrick Mahomes was unlikable when he sort of, you know, bark. He was like, you know, telling Josh Allen, oh, the game should have never ended that way. That was kind of weak sauce on Mahomes' part, and he apologized. That's when Kadarius Toney was lined up in the neutral zone after what appeared to be the go-ahead touchdown, and the Bills won that game in Arrowhead. But remember this. In that game, the Chiefs had more yards. They had the exact same number of first downs as the Bills, despite Buffalo possessing the ball for 11 more minutes. And Isaiah Pacheco did not play in that game. I don't have a play on this game, and I doubt I'll get there. Maybe if it goes back to three, I'll take a piece of the Chiefs. I think I probably will. I missed it this morning. I dilly-dallied too long. I wasn't sure. It's, again, now back down to two and a half. There's no way I would take this at anything less than the three. If it goes back to that, I might fire a little bit on the Chiefs. So maybe for me a slight lean on the Chiefs, but I've got no real play on it at this point, Mike. You hit on something, Carm. That's what makes you one of the best. That's what makes the odds couple one of the best. We cover all bases. Uh, frustration. Mm. Uh, here's what I'm going to tell everybody. The slide rule should be abolished unless uh, there's no penalty unless you slide uh, before the tackler is in the air. Okay? Yeah. In other words, like Baker Mayfield does. He slides and hops up. Yep. Okay? You can't run to the end and then slide when the tackler's in the air, number one. Here's where I'm bringing up about Mahomes. When he runs along the sidelines... Mm. He gains five or ten extra yards because guys are afraid, afraid to hit him. him. Yes, I blast him. I start a fight. I get him out of their game because I found out something about Patrick, and it's not nothing against him because he's always been a front runner because he's always leading. Mm-hmm. But when he's down and things ain't going right, yeah, he wasn't mature as a leader. Yeah. He wasn't, and that was Buffalo. Now, does that come back and haunt him? I don't know, but this tiptoeing along the sidelines, watch how many extra yards You're he gains unless right. somebody pushes him. Yep, and, and he does that and Allen does like the fake slide and guys are afraid and then he keeps right. running. It's, you're, Do you know you're why so they right. ran wild in Philadelphia too? They don't want to tackle these yeah. guys, these quarterbacks. You're protecting a 6'5", 250-pound <laughs> quarterback who's become a running back? Yeah. That, that rule's got to be changed. Alright, coming up next, Jim Miller's got ponies and we'll give oh, you our yeah. best plays before we're out of here. we got more to do. Don't go anywhere. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, We Are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. 
This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike and Carmen, remember to catch up on demand with the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay Saturday afternoon at 1 on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2. All right, there's money to be made not only in the NFL, but on tracks across the country. And for some expert handicapping, we always turn to the expert handicapper himself from Hawthorne Racecourse, you follow him on X at Hawthorne Jim, and he joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It is the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, winter weather's been playing tricks with all the racetracks, oh. especially in the northern half of the country. Thank goodness for some of the southern tracks, but even places like Oakland Park in Arkansas faced cancellations last weekend. Mm. So it's just what happens with Mother Nature at this time of year. So track shuffling things around a little bit for schedule what it means is you're going to get a lot of really good racing stacking up here though very soon weather for us this weekend uh, i mean not going to be nearly as bad not going to be right. nearly as cold so uh, good for you guys this weekend what's the race schedule look like jim yep yep we're going to be okay this weekend we have 12 races on sunday come back with another nine on monday nice. so we should be in good shape races are filling well we go all the way through the week after Super Bowl for the harness meet, guys, and then we have about six weeks down before thoroughbred racing kicks off the third week of March. So there's really not a huge break for us, but harness meet wrapping up. But, yeah, we will be racing live this weekend. Gail Sayers was a good mutter. There were good <laughs> ball players that could play in cold weather. I would ask you this, jockeys uh, or drivers, excuse me, for the harness. Um, some guys move on to Florida. They just can't handle the cold or – do most of your Chicago-based guys stay uh, and race here? It's about 50-50, Mike, but here's something that and I'm not going to reveal names. I keep a list mm-hmm. of whose performance goes down based upon the weather because it. it does change. Sure. And here's the reason I say that, especially when we used to have thoroughbred racing in the winter, there were guys that hated the kickback from the dust, they, the dirt and all that. They thought it hurt a little bit. So all of a sudden, those trips became wide trips to get out of that type of kickback on the harness end what you see is guys just will send horses to the front and horses are kind of dying out in the stretch but again they don't want all that stuff kicked back at them so you keep notes you do find out who can take and it definitely does affect your handicap and and you kind of see in how i change my selections when i'm doing it on the hawthorne signal too all right jimmy so where are we uh, wagering this weekend so we're going south new orleans fairgrounds this weekend we have derby and oaks preps this weekend and they're 20 point preps so we're going to focus on that all three races at the fairgrounds we'll start with race number nine at the fairgrounds this is on the turf gonna bet the one horse lovely princess across the board then race number 10 is an oaks prep we're gonna bet the six west omaha across the board and then race 13 is the lecomte stakes this is a derby prep a 20 point derby prep gonna bet the two nash across the board and make some money for a big NFL Sunday. Beautiful fairgrounds this weekend. And again, these uh, are going to be some races here where horses will accrue points for the Oaks and the Derby. Race 9, the one horse across the board. Race 10, the six horse across the board. And then race 13, the two horse across the board. Is that right, Jim? Uh, That's right, boys. Really good card down there. Definitely worth keeping an eye on. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you next Friday. All right, guys. Good luck. See ya. Jimmy! There he is, Jim Miller, the one and only. How about that? Some guy, he keeps track. Some guys can't handle it. I love that. Right? It's absolutely Everybody hilarious. thinks it's just like uh, football players. No, it's everybody. I don't care if you drive a race car. If you're <laughs> driving it in cold weather, some guys just don't want to do it. That's so great. Yep.
All right, Mikey, uh, let's roll into our best plays. Let's try to bounce back a little bit from last yep. weekend and get this thing going. What are we thinking for best bets in the divisional round? Now, I could stick my neck out a little, folks, because I've accrued enough in my lifetime that I can. But I won't ever because everything that looks good, as you saw last week, can happen and turn around. So it's about money management, too. Carmen and I haven't talked about all that as we used to. And someday, maybe during the, uh, the end of football, we'll talk about, you know, how even if you lose, you can still win. Uh, bottom line is, if it's not going to be San Francisco now, it's never going to be San Francisco. Mm. I hear concern about Brock Purdy. I hear concern about, you know, they're all going to be playing for the first time together for a while. No, I, I'm taking San Francisco with the money line. Money line. Four, at minus 450. Now, you can take it at 25 bucks. So if you do lose, folks, you'd lose 105, 110. That's still a big, steep thing if you can't afford it. But if you can, I wouldn't feel right. I think that San Francisco can cover the game, uh, number one. I think so, too. I think I'd make that a lean. Okay. But if I if they should let you get a backdoor touchdown. I love it. Okay. Or if Purdy struggles, I'm taking for $100. San Francisco 49ers, and I'd lose 450, but I can't sleep if I go the other way. And I think, like you said, Shanny's had the better of Lafleur. That I team is rested. Shanny, Shanny, like your buddies, Shanny like baby. Yeah, I think they're ready to rock and roll. And uh, the, the path Green is Bay there coach, for 49ers. You're right. The Green Bay coach deserves some coaching of your honors too, don't you think? I think Matt Lafleur's done a, a, a terrific job. Yep. I, I mean, I really do. Um, yep. And so that's going to be. Uh, I, I like. I like the angle. I just. I think San Francisco. You're right. They are so primed and poised right now. Yeah. And I think they know what's in front of them. So um, it's I'm an excellent them. point. All right. I'm going to go to the first game on Sunday. We broke this down in uh, greater detail, so I don't have to go over too much of it again. But the Bucks and Lions. Uh, I like the way Mike put it too. That Baker just really does seem to play with that chip. And I, I, I'm not people. always crazy about Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, but he's just got it going on right now. Yep. And look. I don't expect it to look quite the same because Detroit's not going to roll over like the Eagles did. It was but just shocking. But their D isn't like uh, those 85 pairs. And, like, and, and, and that's just it. I think you're on. right, Mike. Look, I mean, last week, take for example, and it's a great story for the Lions. Yep. But really the red zone was the deciding factor in the game. The Rams outgained the Lions by about 100 yards. They averaged 7.7 yards per play to the Lions 6.1. They generated more EPA per play. But the Rams went 0 for in the red zone, and the Lions went 3 for 3. But like you said... That Rams offense was going up and down the field on the Lions defense, yep. and I think Tampa's offense can do the same thing. They found another gear since Week Ten. The Bucks are operating at a top ten clip. And in Mike EPA Evans should have caught another touchdown. They should have won that ba game more. Come Baker should have had four hundred yards, Mike. Absolutely. His last six weeks, he's got thirteen touchdowns to two interceptions. So I'm going to take the Bucks. With the six and a half, you'd nice. really love to see this thing go to seven. Um, to me, that'd almost be like a no-brainer. But even at the six and a half, I'm going to say Tampa Bay plus the points is the best bet for the week. All right. Do you have anything else? Mr. That's Ryan? it for me, my friend. Well, okay, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, oh, is he Tuffy Rhodes? He had three. <laughs> he has a great first day coming back from being on bear duty. But does or does he become an Anthony Rizzo type? Here he is. Eric O's betting show. Eric? My back is feeling a little balky, so <laughs> I, it might be Rizzo. Who knows? Uh, I'm looking at the Chiefs-Bills game. Okay. And okay. Uh, kind of thinking back to last week. And so think about the Bills' injuries. And they're missing. They could miss both their middle linebackers. Yes. I hear all offseason how the linebacker is a devalued position. So I don't want to take too much toll into that. I look at the Chiefs' win last week and how their offense really is predicated on Rasheed Rice being a threat yes. down the field. 
He's been a splash player. He's been so hot and so cold. I don't think he can do it two weeks in a row. Mm. I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half, and that run and Josh Allen moving the ball is going to attack the Chiefs' run defense. How about 16 rushing touchdowns this year for Josh Allen? 16? He's a monster. It's crazy. He's so fun to watch play overall. Should be a fun game. And they're afraid to tackle him half the time. That's true. Yep. So Bills minus the points there. There you go, folks. A few best plays for everybody. Uh, We thank Eric Ostrowski, as always. Thank you to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller and most importantly, thank you for listening to the show. Enjoy the four games across wild card, uh, excuse me, across divisional weekend. We are down to just seven games. It'll be just three after Sunday night, but uh, we'll be right back here next Friday, Mike, with everybody as we break down Championship Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Happy wagering to you and everybody else. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.